Welcome to Boomers with Beverages. Today's show, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff, mostly food, because we're having food served to us at AJ's Bar and Grill at 79th and Fall Creek in Indianapolis, Indiana. God, that looks good. Mm -hmm. But right now, let's welcome our host for today's activities. You know him. He always dresses in blue, sometimes black. It depends on what he's thinking. Please welcome Mr. Jim Burroughs. Nom, 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 nom. This is good. It smells even better. Uh, I like it. Pete's got... Who got the sliders? Do you get sliders? I got sliders. Wow. Oh, Cuban, Cuban right. sliders. Amazing. Lucy. Thank you. <laughs> Fidel. You got some splaining to do. Thank you, James Earl Widry. Appreciate that. That was Ricky Ricardo. No, I'm talking about your intro. Oh, my Ricky intro. Ricardo. Thank you. No, I have a residual Bar- check from... Star Wars, burning a hole in my pocket. Welcome to Boomers with Beverages. Boomerswithbeverages.com is our website, which just, I've I, I lost track how many awards the, the, the website's won. BWB at boomerswithbeverages.com. If you are so inclined as you are sitting there in your chair at the villages and want to send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. We, we would love to hear from you. We are live at AJ's Bar and Grill as we do this podcast, 79th and Fall Creek in the, uh, I guess this would be, is this the Geist area still or Lawrence area? Oh, it's definitely, Lawrence. Uh, excuse me, it's definitely Geist. Geist definitely area. Geist of, is of right there, right yeah. there at the other side of that street. So if you ever get a chance, this is a fantastic restaurant. The only thing I would say to Kevin is put more tater tots on my plate. Look, it's almost like they only, counted them out. only 50. He gets 11. That's wow. it. The tater tots go to 11. It's like a spinal tap thing. Tater tots go to 11. That's it. <clears throat> That's all they I don't do. get it. Chicken tenders look good. Karen, mm. will, tell, Karen will make fun of me as, look like all day long because I've had chicken tenders probably all over the country, different places, because I love chicken tenders. I love raising cane. Because you're five years old. I know, because they're the easiest <laughs> thing, and, and a good chicken tender is... is Pretty good. So what yeah. makes a good chicken tender? Because they're they're everywhere. How being meaty, not being overdone. It's almost like when good you point. talk to people about giant tenderloins. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rick Garrett, who is a guest on our show, is a, is a tenderloin connoisseur, and he will tell you these people out there, and, and this could be anywhere across the country for all our podcast listeners that share those photos of those j those big, two foot three foot wide tenderloins on a little itty bitty bun he says those are the worst tenderloins you can get correct so a good tenderloin is significantly it's 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 a small cut of tenderloin and it's and, mo- and it's moist moist and that's the th- same thing with chicken tender you and get- the seasoning has everything to do with it too yeah it really does i yeah. mean the seasoning has to be perfect yes 100 percent. yeah and that's what's good about certain chicken tenders is that the breading that they put on isn't just a breading they've done something more to it to add to the flavor so I should become like a chicken tender connoisseur. No, you should be a you should be a cook. You should learn how to cook. Jim, this isn't technically a chicken tender, but if you've not had the uh, the, the pork tenderloin at Bongi's Tavern, oh, that's that is Bongi's out of this world. Has to be amazing. Where's this? Up in Perkinsville, Indiana. Okay, I mean this place is literally in the middle of nowhere, but people. Lock there. It's it's a it's it's an old farm. Perkinsville. Yeah, I mean it's probably a twenty minute drive from wow. your house. I, I've been all over this state and doing one thing or another. Per- comedy. Perkinsville or- has a pro- population of maybe forty two people. It's right next what? to ha- Hadleyville. Okay, that's not ha- helping either. What metropolitan area is the biggest? Is the closest to it? Fishers. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, or Anderson. <laughs> 
Perkinsville. Yeah. Bongies. Oh, okay. How close is it to, uh, 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 shit, never mind. I've been, I've been uh, that, that would be a great name for a town. Shit, never Shit, mind. never mind. Where are you going? Shit, never mind. I know. Where are you going? Shit, I went to. I was in a town when I was doing napkins. comedy to. Uh, uh, what was the name of it? We uh, had a stack of napkins. Oh, a stack of nap. Well, there's here's a. No, it's a bag. I have a napkin. So you were going where now? I was I was in the Mississippi and we were going to Jackson, Mississippi with me myself and Jeff Brannon and we we got there. We went to a town called Hot Coffee. Oh Hot God. Coffee, Mississippi. Funny. The only thing that was there was a a little shack, a van, and a huge ass, you know, twenty foot satellite dish out in the front yard. That's all that was there. And how do they name these towns? Well, you want to know uh, where I went? That, 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 that how could I not go there? Up in northern Indiana, there's a Burroughs, Indiana. And it's spelled the same way. B U R R O W S. Really? So I took a road trip up there. And did they treat you like a god? There's a post office. Wow. And there's nothing else. <laughs> and I'm like, how does the town? It's still there. I was just thinking, well, maybe there's at least a, a, a get go, uh, a, a gas station of some kind, or nothing. A TNA truck nothing. stop, nothing. And that's what I was hoping. I thought I would go in and lay, throw down my credit card to pay for something, and they'd say, Burroughs, congratulations! You, you win. Yeah, you, the first you Burroughs the to come here. Tank. You're the new mayor. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor of nowhere. Land. I guess I'll be taking over all the talking because Jim's getting ready to eat. Some I'm chicken trying fingers. to, but it's it's really you good can't stuff. talk and do a podcast while you're eating yeah, you unless can. it's an eating podcast. It, it, okay, we just, it is now. Tell us about the chicken, Jim. Let's let's hear about it. Mm, he's chewing. He's loving it. He's got a really good look on his face, like he really likes the breading. It's nice and soft and flaky. It's uh, tender and juicy. And there you Pete go. said the key. So, honestly, Artie's been to AJ's. <laughs> Where's my camera? Don't wipe your mouth. Don't wipe your mouth. <laughs> he wiped his mouth. God damn it. No, but, you would have too much fun with that photo. I'm, you damn right I would have. Uh-huh. That was awesome. You had mayonnaise all over your upper lip. Smart move. <laughs> This chicken goes perfect with my beverage, which is uh, the Moosehead that I started drinking the last podcast. Yes. I, I, put, I put the cat back on it, so I'm working on it. Because everybody knows I'm not the drinker in the group. You guys, oh, yeah. And when I say later. you guys are drinkers, I'm not saying you're Elkies. You just enjoy a good adult beverage. Yes, we you don't, do. You don't abuse it. But well, Pete's, Pete's, Pete's loves his wine. Yeah. I love my bourbon. I have seen Artie on occasions when he has abused it. And these, uh, Pete, no. The, the Cuban sliders are good. I ate one, and now I want to overthrow a country. <laughs> <laughs> what is that disease everybody was getting from the from Cuban sound something of, uh, like a what? no it was a sound it was, it was something la, from Cuba they were la, la, la cracharacha no. something like that no they were the Cubans were, were working on with I don't know who bought the country they're working on but it was a, some kind of a of a sound uh, 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 frequency that they were sending out that would make people you know get sick. What was that? Is that what the was that called? Helsinki thing? Or no, something? that was a Fidel Castro speech. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'll have my, I'll have my ducks in a row later. Next, next podcast. Well, and our, our baker, our producer, normally is up on stuff, but that's not even ringing a bell for you, is it? Oh, no, and, and come props. On. It was a sound thing. It was like a, 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 ah, shit. It was, it was a sound you couldn't, not, not anybody could hear. Oh, but I see what you're got, saying. Once you got it, I bet you if you Googled, it would, it would make you sick. If it you would, Googled it, it'll come up right away. But I got to give props to Art Baker because um, I requested before the podcast, can somebody please bring a, a can op- or a bottle opener? And Art said, I have one on me. And Art 
That's why Art is kind of affectionately known as a Swiss Army producer, because he literally has all these devices on his body at any given time. So thanks to Art for having a, a bottle opener for my Moosehead lager. And I kept the cap, so it's not too stale, not too bad. So Pete, you got the Cuban sliders, but what are you drinking with those as Artie's trying to find out his Cuban illness? Uh, I'm drinking Tito's vodka. Oh, Lord. On the rocks. That's a combo. Yeah. Oh, smart, I, 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 love, I love Tito's vodka. Very, very popular. With a squeeze of lime. Tito's, Tito's. Tito's yet another uh, another American story that started in a garage. Yeah. Like Apple, like Amazon. Yeah. Tito's, same thing. Yep. So did you find out what your uh, Cuban illness is? Yeah, it's called a sonic weapon. <laughs> oh, there's, a, not, there's a there's name a for name it, and I'm not there right. yet. I'm not there yet. What? Yeah, there's there's a name. That's that's not it. But it's sound waves. Sound See, waves can, can cause harm. Every once in a while. Big time. Google doesn't know what they're talking about. Well, this isn't Google. This is Goggle. Oh. Yeah, G-O-G-G-L-E. And what's the difference? G-O-O-G-L-E is Google. G-O-G-G-L-E is Goggle. Oh. Is it different well, information? Yes. Goggle only gives you things that you can see. Oh. <laughs> this is a joke. Come on. You can't be thinking I'm serious. I'm in the middle of a, a chicken you're tender orgasm. So you I cannot believe you're, re, you're you're actually eating with it. It's infrared sound. These bulky units have been used to crowd control for crowd control and repairing, oh. repelling pirates. Repelling pirates. What? Cuba has it. They've got a pirate they got a, problem they got a there. Pirate problem. Absolutely. Well, right, I also was do. thinking about um, the uh, Guantanamo. They, they probably use that at Guantanamo, right? Well, the, the the effects are like a punch in the gut, ranging from nausea to involuntary evacuation of your bowels. Because at Guantanamo, they were playing like the, the sound effects like this, or they were playing Barney. lots of Engelbert Humperdinck. Yep, that and Barney. Uh, I love you. <laughs> you. Did I ever tell you that I auditioned for the new Barney? Uh, you would have been perfect. And I was, in, I was in the final cut. No kidding. Me and one other guy. Oh, my God. And guess what? Neither of us got it. Wow. Yeah, I went to that Mike guy that got the Colts game. Right? Just stick with the old Barney. What? I was I was one audition away from doing the last audition with the suit. They wanted to see how I moved, you know, and all that. I didn't get to go that far. Thank goodness. But I would have been a millionaire. You Absolutely, been, you would have been amazing at that too. I think so. But you know, I would have been a better Ronald McDonald because I audition, I auditioned for Ronald McDonald in Tampa, and they said you are perfect. They gave me the job, and then I moved. Oh, that's interesting. It's interesting I was be that the you Tampa uh, Bay area Ronald McDonald. I didn't know you auditioned because what's interesting is I, w- I remember working the Milwaukee Comedy Club, uh, which ironically is in Milwaukee. Yeah. And um, <laughs> okay, downtown Milwaukee. Go, go figure. Well, but here's what's crazy about this place: the, the the club used to be owned by a mobster, and the 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 apartment that they you stayed in was across the street from the club was his home, up until the day he went walked over to work one day and got a bullet in the head. Ah. This house was as gaudy as it gets. And Pete, you know this, oh. that there's a, a certain right or wrong. Uh, some, some Italians uh, are known for being gaudy. Yeah. A lot of gold, a lot of overkill, a lot of just weight. And it, this looked just like something you would see out of, a, out, of a, out of a mob movie. It's called the Guido look. The Guido look. But one of the nights at the club, one of the guests that they had was Ronald McDonald. And... I talked to him off stage afterwards when he was, was he out of costume? makeup. Was he, in, he, he was in costumes, but afterwards we met up and talked. And he told me he was one of the two. There are two at any given time at this point. There were there are two Ronald McDonalds that can go at any mo- moment. And, and and this was kind of his current assignment. The other guy was I don't know where he was at the time, but it was fascinating. And 
incredibly lucrative. Yeah. Very lucrative. It would have been. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's kind of interesting, you know, because you're yeah. thinking, oh, what a crazy well, gig ago. This was back in the 80s. Early, yes. And, uh, no, 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 no. When 80s and the 90s is when, when I, I was there. No, when I auditioned for it, it was the late 70s. It was oh. like 77, 78. I yeah. Was, I, was, I was living in Tampa. And uh, it didn't, uh, it went well. Yeah. But uh, the, the Barney thing was like here. That's pretty cool. That's pretty the cool. The Barney thing was here. I was incredibly close to being Wendy, but it just didn't happen. <laughs> It just didn't, just didn't happen. <laughs> you, you, you refuse to take that last <laughs> hormone treatment. I just, uh, you know, they they dangled all this in front of me, and I'm like, I just can't do it. I can't. I can't be. How about, a, how about another grand? How about another thousand? Maybe per appearance. Yeah. No. Yeah. So is, I, I don't even know if they still have a Ronald McDonald that travels or does that anymore. Uh, probably not. Well, they, you, you never know. You never know. There may be one centralized, like in St. Louis. Hey, you got to go to Indianapolis. Do they even do the characters? No. Remember, like the Hamburglar and Grimace and Grimace. all that? Do they still we have them? I don't know what a Grimace was. That's been the biggest debate later. Well, I, I have seen Grimace because I previous podcast. Remember, we were talking about people that should wear more clothes, and, and the, that's one of the reasons why you go to the state fair. Yeah. I kid you not. I saw Grimace wearing a pair of cutoff jeans. Uh, some kind Cut of a, a Garth Brooks T-shirt. I can't remember the whole thing. It was Grimace. <laughs> it, it, I almost went up to him and said, "You know, you Mayor McCheese yeah. looking mother." Mayor McCheese. I forgot about him. Mayor McCheese. Yeah, great. That's pretty funny. What kind of cheese? So thank you, AJ's Bar and Grill, Kevin. Appreciate the hospitality as you host us again as we uh, crank out another edition of Boomers with Beverages. The website, boomerswithbeverages.com, BWB at Boomers with Beverages. So Pete's got the Tito's. I've got the Moosehead. Artie, real quick, you are drinking? Bullet bourbon. Bullet bourbon. That's not my go-to. It's not my go-to. I like it better than the regular uh, Woodford. Uh, The Woodford Double Reserve. Wow. I got to keep that in mind. Double Oak is is the one I like, but my bullet is my go-to for every day. Absolutely. Thank you for clarifying now, because I like every once in a while, I like to surprise people with something. No, I won't get you Woodford anymore. (laughs) I'll do Bullet. Bullet's the best. Bullet's get, awesome. Get you some bullet. I like the bullet rye too. The bullet rye thing. is awesome. Uh, Dan, our old buddy Dan Davis, turned me onto that. Right. It was really good. I know we're not supposed to mention his name. No, it's okay. No, that's fine. He's not that old. No, he's not. He's like, uh, I think he's fifty-nine, isn't he? He's barely a boomer. No, I am. He's older than me by like. No, because actually, this is how it breaks down. This is how I remember we were four, we were four years apart. Oh, Pete, really? Pete's fifty-two. You're fifty-six. Dan's 60. I'm 64. Oh, you're talking about age. Oh, yeah, you're talking about years we're born. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you were born. Yeah, no, I'm the I'm the barely. 68? I'm, I'm the BB, the barely Six, boomer. 68. 64. Oh, 64. That, my brother was born in 64. Yeah. Yours old. I didn't realize that. Brother. You, you know what's interesting? We, we refer to ourselves as boomers because that's the, the age group or the classification we've been Correct. assigned. Yeah. But I don't ever... Or rarely hear other generations refer to us as boomers. Uh, except for Gen Z and millennials. They'll talk to us as boomers. Way to go, boomer. Oh, really? I yeah. guess I have they a they, they will. You know they, why? Because they're little idiots. They're little idiots. <laughs> Assholes. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I think I like millennials better than I do Gen Zs. Okay, refresh my memory. Boomers, then what's after boomers? Gen X? I don't remember. All I know is these little fuckers keep fucking with me, and I don't like it. <laughs> well, one, I, I've read some articles here lately about, yeah, it's Boomer, Gen X, Millennial. Yeah, that's it. Gen Z. Okay, thank you. And then what's after Gen Z? That would be Gen Y? Uh, I got dumbass. Because I think that, 
the I DA think they have, generation. Are they still figuring that out? Well, no, I think, isn't it Alpha now? Isn't it Generation Alpha that we're currently I, in? I don't know. I have no clue. Okay, so X, Millennial. It's hard to believe that we don't know that. I have to remember the years. Google. Don't you have the Google or 60, goggle? Do your stupid goggle. Goggle? Right? Let me check my goggles. Uh, nothing. They don't know. They don't recognize it. They don't recognize anything beyond Gen X. We should remember that. Just do the <laughs> X Y Z. Do the yeah. It'll it'll come up. It'll tell you like what are the generations and the years. And there's a little bit of debate with that. The boomer there isn't. Sixty four is the end of the boomers. Mm-hmm. But with the other ones, they'll be like, well, no, they actually started in eighty one. No, eighty. Oh, you know, like that kind of semantics kind the of. The silent generation was born in nineteen twenty five through nineteen forty five. The baby boomer generation was born nineteen forty six to sixty four. Gen X was born sixty five to seventy nine. Millennials were born nineteen eighty to nineteen ninety four. Gen Z born before uh, born nineteen ninety five to twenty twelve. So my son, my son is a Gen Z. So I have our kid. My kids are split. My daughter is a millennial. Yeah, because we had our kids were born in eighty nine, ninety three, and ninety five. Mine were born in eighty two and ninety five. Yep. Yep. Your twins were born in ninety five. Just a couple of months before after Tom. Yeah. Yeah, they came after Tom. Uh-huh. Yep. So my kids are ninety five and ninety seven. Mm-hmm. No okay. Well, they're they're all um, Gen Z. Okay. Your kids are Gen Z. One of them I saw an article about that claiming that they're like they're the hard, the hardest working like their their work ethic is significantly better and different than any of the the generations around them. And I don't know if it's millennial or Gen Z. One well, of them. Well, the Gen Z, uh, I, I can only tell you right now, my son and his friends are remarkably industrious. Yeah, I mean, I Could mean, they're, Z, they're go. They are what we would call go getters. Yeah, and they don't want to take. They don't take any excuses. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, so and what? So that's the Gen Z. That's the Gen Z. Yeah. And what? What? What's the ninety-five age? to twenty-twelve? Okay. All right. So my my kid and I would I would agree with that based on yeah. my my experience with my two kids. Well, here again, it's all in in and and what fathers are taking role? Are you ta- are the fathers taking a role in this kid's life? Right. You damn right we are. And I'm telling you, that, that makes a big, huge, massive difference. I don't care if you're black, white, uh, yellow. I don't care what your color is. That, that's important. Your dad has to be in, in charge. Your well, well, dad has to be a leader of their life, period. Well, I would just, I would just include parents, parenting. Well, yeah, but, 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 but I, think, I think that the, the role of the father is much maligned. Yes. And, and, and I think that we're starting to re- now realize how important a father is in a child's life. Right. It's remarkably important. Well, I mean, uh, it's, it, it, it's the difference between being able to function as a, as a, as a, as a contributing member of, of society. You have a lot opinion. of uh, anti-patriarchy uh, sentiment out there. Yeah, which well, is, well, that's because which is, they're idiots, which is r- wrongly based. R- r- really, I'm, I'm not. I'm not aware of that. I mean, I mean, I, I just think good parenting in general is is clearly Agreed. called for. Agreed. No, and I'm sorry. Are, about- are you are you suggesting that the uh, fatherly influence is more critical? I, I've always uh, absolutely. I I've am. always read that the male, the father, is the most influential person, and the male and the son. And the mother is the most influential parent on the female. I don't agree with that. I think no. the male. I think the male influence is important. Is 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 more important for male and female children offspring. I really do. I think that the. I think if you have a man in that home helping to raise a child with a mother, the mother has their job. I'm not discounting what a mother does. Very important too. But yes. I think. But right. I think that. But I think that having a male influence, a fatherly influence. 
is important for more important for girls and boys. Well, why, why, why do you say? I mean, do you, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be a contrarian, but do you have any data to support that? Yes, there is. I don't have it with me. Okay, but, but you, there is data to support things. it. There is some data that supports it. Absolutely. I mean, take a look at what we're looking at from the 1960s when you know the Welfare Act came into play. I mean, you're looking at at, at African American children that all of a sudden they don't have fathers because yeah. they can't get welfare. They can't get their they can't get their 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 money because a man is involved. If you have a man involved, no matter whether you're a girl or a boy, it's going to make a difference to the future of your life, without question. No. I mean, we know a lot of children that have been raised in single-parent homes, lots of them. Well, yeah. The majority, I would say the majority of them don't turn out as well as they want to. Well, I don't know that to be a fact. I mean, it, it, you know. It makes sense that that's the case. I mean, you see fractured homes, and and they tend to, you know, produce less stable environments for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, well, I think, I think when you talk about what the dad and the mom bring to the table, very unique things between the two of them. That I'm not saying a mom going solo can't rise to the occasion because there's a we lot. We all of, know that they can. We absolutely. Do, and, and conversely, the same with a yeah. single father as right. well. But together is the best. Together there is, is, a, a, is a tandem you, you cannot You, you, cannot you don't replace. need st- statistics to, to justify that other than, no, ideally, it, it took the two of them to make you. It takes the two of them to raise you with the best possible outcome in the end, with the two of them working together, bringing the best they have to the table and sometimes the worst they have to the table. There's a balance that happens between a mom and a dad. Yes. And we don't have that now. Too many kids don't have that. Too many kids are, yeah, grandparents being parents again. That's not how it's supposed to work. That's not. You're right. That, that, You're that grandparents right. can be part of the support system, but they, you know, they shouldn't be the no. The they should parental. be the spoilers. They should be the the, yeah. the. You can't wait to go see grandma, grandpa. Not you know, grandma. You know, it has to take you to your job or has to be the, the, assume the mom role yeah. or or the grandpa assume <clears> the dad role. <throat> it's not the way it was supposed to work. You're right, but not every kid gets to have that no. benefit. I, I know and and, and and that sucks. That really sucks. And you you saw it front and center with with the, some of the folks that your 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 son went to school with and some of the yeah. the, the parental situations they had. Sure. And, and you saw what the ramifications were. Yeah. And some people just need to get over their touchy feely self. Yeah. And and look at the mistakes that are being made and what's going on, you know, because every day, you know, you look at like Chicago, and you got all these murders that are going on, and it's in Indianapolis, it's horrendous this year. It's it's absolutely pathetic. It's been awful. And it's a younger demographic. It's it's late teens, twenty somethings of the world. They have no compass. They never got a compass. They never got direction. They never had consequence in their life. We, you reap what you sow. That's exactly what we're going through right now. Yeah. And either we wake up or we continue to deny it or we continue to get defensive because, oh, that point you're making, that sounds kind of racial or that's kind of sounds like you're pro, you're, you're all about the patriarchy and the man and da 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 da. No, it's got nothing to do with it. We all want kids to have the best. And they're not getting the best. And now we are dealing with them getting into the job force. Holy cow. Oh, the job force is suffering because of it. It's frightening. Right now. I mean, enough with excuses. We're just an excuse-filled society. It's just obvious. I shared a great video not too long ago. It was tongue-in-cheek, but and it was it was it was all acting. 
but it was a it was a millennial going into a job interview and it was probably the most priceless thing i've ever watched because it was remarkably accurate you know what do you mean you're going to i need to i need to talk to hr i haven't even hired you yet you know <laughs> it's a classic. what do you mean it's on it our classic. it's on our facebook i think it so is go to boomers with beverages on facebook and uh, you'll see that but i don't know i mean where were we so how do you solve the problem <laughs> uh condoms no well, you know, I mean, we're talking parents. I just think too many parents today want to be their their kids' friends. Well, a lot of them from a certain generation want to be friends rather than a parent. Yeah. yeah but and I, and I think we're getting out of that slowly but surely. I really do. I, I think, think so we're too. getting out of that. I think that's it. I, I think I, I hope so because it's, yeah. it's, it's not paid off. Uh, no, it's not paying off, and it's becoming a major pain in the ass yeah. Yeah. for all the rest of us. Not maybe you, but it's becoming a pain in the ass for the rest of us. Yeah, and, and it's just kind of scary because I, you know, you watch and you see, you go out to a restaurant and you see parents sitting there at the table with three or four kids, and all their kids are buried in an iPad. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a little red flag right there. Well. Or you see them going out to the grocery, and heading out to the cart. And the mom is every other word's an F word, and these are little four, yeah, five, six, seven-year-old kids. kids. Yeah. Who, 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 what kind of role model are you? I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not. not going, put, I'm not. What store are you going to? <laughs> well, unfortunately, Seriously. the same ones you, you go, go to. You go. You go to a lot of stores. I know. Same ones. Unfortunately, yeah. we all go to. But the point is, is I'm not putting myself on a pedestal. Uh, uh, but I'm just telling you right now, it's not. There's not some magic potion in how to do it. It's called. Being there, yeah, it's called being present. I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain to you exactly what that means. I was in the middle of a very good comedy career with you, yeah, and all of a sudden, I have a son coming. I know that it's a son, and I know he's on his way. I, I actually got off the road. Yeah. I stopped being on the road because with our daughter, I was on the road the entire time. Yeah, while Monica was small. Yeah, and and I that sucked, but that was the prime of my career. Right, and I would have kept going. But when Tom came, I decided to diversify. And when I diversified, that meant taking everything that comedy was, whether it's an actor, producer, writer, okay, doesn't matter what it was, right. I could diversify. I could do a lot of different things. So I got into advertising and took a day job in an office, sitting there writing copy, advertising copy for clients. And that's exactly what I did. But it kept me at home. It kept me being able to be a dad. Every single day, every single night, every single weekend, I was there for him. Well, and I wish I could have done that for Monica. Yeah. I really do because, but 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 I sub, I sublimated that with having my wife and daughter come to me wherever I was. I would fly them in, right? Like to the to the wonderful locations like Orlando, and we're gonna you know we're gonna hang out at or Kokomo. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you know how how wonderful Kokomo was. I love their airport. I worked in, I lived in Kokomo for a while, and we need to talk a whole podcast about my life in Kokomo. Oh, well, you should do that. Yeah, but well, let's do that. Oh, let's cue, let's cue up the Beach man, Boys. Song. That sounds exactly. that sounds depressing as hell. <laughs> it really Lord. was. I had to, I was married to a different wife at the time. We had no children. It was very young. I was very young. It was 1979, and you remember 79, the mortgage crisis and all that, and everybody was getting laid off. And in Kokomo, Delco and Chrysler were both laid off. Everybody was laid off. Everybody was laid off. And I had a delinquency problem in the office that I was working in because I worked in the loan business. And every I, I had, she had a Honda, I had a Honda. 
Every morning we would wake up in Kokomo with a fresh, lovely, beautiful, snotty hawker on our windshield. Or maybe several. Because nobody want, nobody wanted to see a Honda. Nobody wanted to see a foreign car in Kokomo, Indiana. It was it was awful. It was absolutely awful. Sure. But I got that I, I was able to get that delinquency under control. It went from like ten point nine percent delinquency in the office, uh-huh. outstanding. Ten point nine percent of our outstanding loans were delinquent. Wow. I got it down to one point three. What did you do? Like what was your like the secret, like method wise? What did you do? I can't talk about it because it's illegal. <laughs> Everything I did was illegal. Everything so you, I did was absolutely so you pretty much 100% illegal. You threatened people. I threatened everyone. Yeah. Everyone. And I don't mean I, I threatened them with bodily harm. I had a lady. I was going to take her. I was going to, I'm sorry. I'm going to take your, your appliances. You're going to take my baby's food? You're going to take the, what I cook my baby's food on? How dare you? Well, that was my threat. And that's exactly what motivated them. And they paid. Oh, be be honest. You just told told him you had a cousin Carmine. No, that's not. No, what he I did. he did his little he that. did his little kid voice. I did my little kid voice. I'm hungry, mommy. I'm, I'm hungry. going to take away your gerbers. But anyway, that that, that was that, that was when I where just I can't. There. I know awful. you did that gig. I just do. I can't envision you as a bill, a collector. Oh, it was awful. It was terrible. And a lot of people came up to me after the show, after they knew that I was a bill collector, going, why don't you do put some of that in your in your act? I go, there's nothing funny about it to people that are sitting in the audience because no. they're probably being inundated with Correct. bill collectors right now. Oh. So the worst thing yeah. I can do is make, you know, you know, bring that up. They'll want to throw things at me, like beer bottles. And yeah. Maybe, but why do they always throw beer bottles and not like bottles of bourbon? I that, that I can that, keep and take home. Well, I think you can survive a, a beer bottle. I don't think a full-size Evan Williams bottle of bourbon you're going to get back up from. Uh, maybe not. I think that would be kind of tough. But uh, I've done it. You know, and, and and obviously we always try to avoid with boomers of beverages sounding kind of preachy. But honestly, you, you, you if you're going to observe life in 2023, you have to talk about where we need to fix things. And to a person, we know something's got to give because we're seeing the worst play out when it comes to the younger people, and the fact they have nothing. They have nothing to glom onto because they've never been given the hope or the the promise of you work hard, it it pays off. They they don't believe that. You know, they see easy way, they see an easy way out, and consequently they do things they shouldn't be doing. Well, that's kids we're not responsible for. The ones we're responsible for, the ones Pete's responsible for, the ones you're, Ben Jim is responsible for, the ones Artie is responsible for, we know exactly where they're going. Yes. We know what we did. Absolutely. We, we know do. we did what the, the right thing. We do, but we all live amongst those kids. We're going to have to deal with them, whether we're shopping at a, at a Walmart, at a Kroger, Wherever it might but be, we, but we know our kids are going to raise their oh, kids. Yes, so the, exactly correctly. Yeah, yeah. Well, as correctly well, as they can. And, you know, and so, not to put a damper on things. So, you know, we yeah, all. Yeah, you are. You're going. The three of us think we did a pretty good job raising we our kids, and and we and we did. But even if you do all that stuff. There's no damn guarantee. Well, there, well no, that's true. That's absolutely I mean, true. The intentions I, I, around I, us right now yeah, are amazing. I mean, I, I know like, nothing like what I know. We kids uh-uh. who grew up in great homes, uh, great parents, and they've met a, a terrible demise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then right. I know kids that grew up in homes that, in theory, had no chance, and they they're thriving. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, mean, I get it. There's always the outliers. I get. You're it. right. You're right. Yeah, exactly right. right. It's but just we're talking about a bigger we, chunk we, of the we population. We can only do what we know is right. Right. And right. they're going to be raised my way, and 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 my wife's way, and nobody else's way. Yeah. And that's that, I think we all adopted that very same thing. You're going to yeah. you're going to be raised my way, because I think it's right. And we may be right, we may be wrong, but right now they're not proving you wrong. Well, it's not necessarily about being right and wrong. You said you're going to be raised your way, and I know you well enough that your way is that you have a solid moral, ethical compass that you passed on to your kids. Yes. And that's probably the biggest thing you could have ever You're done. <laughs> sure. Believe it or not. And Jim's laughing because he knows what my off compass is. Yeah. See, I have to, I have to, I agree with you, but have you seen this side of Artie? <laughs> you are absolutely right about Artie. Artie the parent is uh, a different person than Artie the entertainer. Artie the entertainer. The, the creator. Yeah. <laughs> It's true, though. And hopefully people, you know, I, I, and I think we'll come back around because we're talking about some pretty important stuff because there's a lot of folks out there that think we're headed down a really bad road and we haven't seen the worst of it. And so it, it's kind of that time in, in our history where we can, we can right the ship. We can fix it. Yeah. And, and you say, you say we're, I really think we're going to write it now. We're writing it right I now. Hope, yeah. I think we hope are. So. I hope so. I think we are. I think yeah. this next election here in the United States is going to be a big deal. You got to be an optimist, because honestly, man, there's so many folks out there that are just so pessimistic and negative about stuff. Pessimistic like, is an understatement. Gotta, you got to have some. If you don't wake up in the morning thinking better things are coming, how do you do it? Well, all I got to do is wake up, look out my window, and my wife has got the most gorgeous garden I've ever seen in my life. That's oh, crazy. I mean, you guys have got to come by. We got to do a podcast at my house. We should. That'd be a great. Time. I'm sorry, but but I'm telling. Yeah, we're going like to do that. it in the garden. We will do it in the garden. Okay. How's that? Yeah. We'll do the next three episodes in our garden. What happens when your neighbor fires up the lawnmower, though? I'm not worried about that. No? These mics are awesome. They have foam on them. Look yeah. at them. I know. They'll block out, block out all that. And if they do, crank it up. You're going you know, to bring him on. He'll be yeah, our guest. They'll be a guest. Exactly. It's Artie's neighbor. So you, Jordan, come here. Yeah. Jordan's my, na- my backdoor neighbor. He's the one right behind what us. What does that mean, backdoor neighbor? He's... He, <laughs> He lives you need outside to my back door. Okay. He lives outside my back door. I just checking. Oh God, I just want to know. You're, you're a heathen. Uh-huh. Anyway, anyway, Jordan is uh, is a great guy. Uh, he's got three beautiful daughters, and 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 he's a wonderful neighbor because he, he doesn't get in my way. He's, he takes care of his lawn. I take care of mine, and he gives me free uh, 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 Indians tickets. That's he gives me pretty free sweet. Indians tickets. Yeah. I love it. Uh, y'all want to go to a game? I we get all tickets. should go. Yeah. We, we want to go on the 6th, uh, Thursday night, January 6th. Do you all want to go? January 6th? No. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm there. June, July 6th. I am Petey. So they're, they're playing they're hockey. There's they're six people. people sitting at Victory Field. <laughs> it's just it's us. It's snowing. <laughs> <laughs> should we arrest them or just... Ah, they're just boomers. <laughs> Somebody threw a pitch. They're, they're, they'll, they'll fall asleep. Just yeah. leave them be. Well, but my point is, he's a really good neighbor. Cool. and That's awesome. Th- nobody's going to mess with us. If they yeah, see I us out it. there with microphones and headphones on, they're not going to mess with us. They're going to want to come over and, you know, see what the They're going to call the cops. I love it. Because we're going to headphones. call the cops. Uh, people don't call the cops on boomers. No, they, they'll call the cops. They won't even call the cops with the bong outside. There you go. We can, good. We can bring our bong oh, with us. You just said Pete's there tomorrow. We're, we're there. Actually, I'm camping out there all summer. He's gonna be my there. bong. My bong in the garden. He's gonna be there. This what a great way to spend the next couple of months. Are you gonna, are you writing a song? Are you gonna get your guitar out? And, <laughs> this is my first song. My bong in the garden. 
<laughs> Bong in the garden. <laughs> Uh, well, hopefully we. Uh, you know, I don't think we really solved a whole lot of stuff, but we did. Uh, we did kind of. Are we done? Dabble in some. This is yeah. it. Oh yeah, this is it. This oh is, uh, God! This is it. And there's people out there going, "Thank the Lord, this we is it." We can't stop talking. Uh, Boomerswithbeverages.com. We really appreciate uh, you carving out some time in your podcast list because you know there's lots of podcasts out there. Uh, yeah, yeah. There but tons of them. We we literally are the only podcast though called Boomers with Beverages. So, just so you and know, and I love our theme music. It's fantastic. It's it's Pete. This is the this is the the song. It's My bong Pete. in the garden. Bong in the garden. <laughs> Ladies and nice gentlemen, song. we enjoyed bong in the garden. Pete Molina, thank you for your uh, contribution to the program. Arthur Widgery, appreciate thank you. you, sir. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Jim. Thank you for the fatherly advice because uh, anybody that knows you knows you are a hell of a dad. So, well, bless your heart. And so is Mr. Molina. As so well. are you. Thank you. We're all I good appreciate dads. That. We're good papas. Art's a good dad. Look at him. Art is a you fantastic can father. He's a Boy Scout leader. Art is a great man. Art, if there was a fifth spot available on Mount Rushmore, it would be Art Baker. But apparently there's not a fifth spot wow. available. Going to leave you with a quote from a classic comedian, W.C. Fields. And this is, an, this is one dedicated to Mr. Molina. W.C. Fields said, I always cook with wine. Sometimes I even add it to the food. Yeah, baby. Yes. I love go. it. Until next time, we are Boomers with Beverages.